This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Dang it, he's talented. And let's be honest, I go for ambition, not luck. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dunkster. Presented by BetMGM. Here we go. It is hour three of the Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by Betty Jim. Great to have you with us on a Thursday. You know how excited I get for the weekend, Chelsea. It's almost here. Coming up in the next hour, we are talking a little bit of Thursday night football, some college football with mid-major Matt. Matt Josephs will join us in just moments. Chris Mack will be along at 8. 20 the host of the vacuum podcast will drop by to talk college football as well then we try to win you some coin at 8 45 with our best bets of the day chelsea if i am correct you have been consuming leftover halloween candy and you're a fan of nougat how much candy have you consumed since you took little blake trick-or-treating well since there are only like bite-sized candies you can eat like 25 and it's the equivalent of one full-size candy bar, right? Like, isn't that the math? Yeah. That's the Halloween candy math. Have you seen like how girl math is trending on TikTok and like oh, yeah. man math? That's Halloween math is you can eat as many pieces of candy if they're all fun-sized. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, I'm bummed because on actual Halloween night, I'm so... I'm so, I should have gone out. The lovely Catherine went out to hang out with our friends, Chris and Jen, and they they handed out candy to trick-or-treaters. And I was like, I can't go. I got to go up early. And I thought they were going to be out till like midnight, but Catherine was home at nine. So I probably should have gone. But the only reason I say that is because they all got dressed up. They handed out candy, but Catherine didn't bring any candy home. We got nothing. So I have had not just a full Kit Kat. I have had over Halloween, one single small piece of it you know the singular kit kat they hand out that's all i've had one small a, a bite-sized kit kat this entire halloween i feel like that i i had this was my chance i'm not even a candy guy this is my chance and now it's another year it's over now oh that's the saddest thing i've ever heard i know we need to start a fundraiser for jenks and halloween Thank candy you. but Thank what you. is the reasoning why us adults can't just go to the store and buy Halloween candy. I don't know why it tastes so much better when somebody gives it to you. And it's like That's a whole great. plethora of different types of candy as opposed to going to the uh-huh. store and you have to like buy all these different types of candy. But like we yeah. have cars or I know you have a, a mode of transportation. Like you can get to a <laughs> yes. store and I think Correct. you have enough money if you scrape up, you know, whatever's <laughs> left in your pocket 
to buy yourself some candy. Am I wrong here? You are correct. It's because it's free. It's like if you walk into exactly. a supermarket and they have some sort of, you know, try this chicken that we've put some sort of spice on, or you walk into a liquor store and they're like, hey, would you like to try this wine? This happens to me. And I'm like, sure. And they'll be like, it's a, this is a rye whiskey. We just got it in. You're like, oh, well, that's really good. That, and it's just like a $40 whiskey. They're just like trying to promote it. And you're like, ooh, it's so delicious. I mean, it's good. It's just that, oh, it's free. And I think it's the same thing with candy. I just got some free candy. You know what I mean? Yeah, because when they ask you for a sample, they're like, you're like, yeah, this is delicious. And they're like, would you like to buy a bottle? And you're like, no. And you keep walking. and then it's over let's find out what matt josephs did for halloween you know him as mid-major matt sports handicapper who's always throwing out his picks get to what you've got on the card tonight and i love that you've got a little nfl some college football as well did you do anything for halloween yourself I handed out candy at the start of the night and then uh, went to a uh, costume party at a uh, local establishment how it should be properly celebrated halloween Oh, oh, well done. Oh, how did you, you didn't dress, you dressed up? Yes or no? I did. Yes. I, um, so my friends last minute decided that they wanted to go out. So I had 24 hours to put something together. Not my best effort, but I was, I was a blind date. And, uh, so I, uh, was wearing the, uh, I had the glasses, the, the walking stick and I dressed poorly like a blind date would. Oh, <laughs> oh that's good. Uh-huh. A play that's good. on words. And very good last minute. Very creative. Uh, We appreciate it. All right, so let's get to some of your plays when it comes to Thursday night football between the Titans and the Steelers. And I'm seeing your card here, and I'm liking it a lot. So let's start with the receiving core. Uh, Looks like you have a play on a Steelers receiver. The question is, which one is it? Yeah, it's Deontay Johnson. I mean, clearly he's been the missing link, it feels like, for this offense. You look at the last two games, he's gotten 20 targets. That's pretty amazing considering, you know, how much the Steelers team passes on a game-to-game basis. And you look at the number one wide receivers against uh, the Titans so far this season. Uh, You know, we use the terminology pass funnel, and this team is definitely a pass funnel because you can beat them through the air. Uh, The number ones, you look at Chris Olave, he had 112 yards. Uh, Keenan Allen had 111. Amari Cooper for 116, Jamar Chase, 73, you know, uh, Josh Downs or Michael Pittman, they did well for the uh, Indianapolis Colts. This is a team that you can throw on, and even though it's Kenny Pickett, um, I still think he's going to find Deontay Johnson. The key is, you know, as we always say, you know, you want to have multiple outs when you take props uh, because there is yardage differences depending upon where you look. So I like Deontay Johnson over 56.5 receiving yards. Um, To me, with a guy who's going to get 10, 12 targets in this game probably, I think he should go over that rather easily matt i like the the under in this game and so you have a couple of kicking props which hopefully aligns with how i think this game is going to go so how are you gonna bet the kickers here yeah, and the first thing you always want to do when you look at the kicking process, you want to look at the weather, make sure there's no wind, make sure there's no rain, especially in Pittsburgh. We know that there's been issues with wind and things like that and kickers in that one end of the, of the field. 
having issues. It looks like it's going to be just a cold night tonight. There's no wind, no rain, anything like that. So I, I, I put a little bit on each of the kickers over one and a half field goals. If you look at the statistics, uh, Nick Falk uh, has, has gone over this in five of seven games. He's had multiple field goals. The Steelers are allowing 2.1 field goals per game overall and 2.5 at home. You figure with a rookie, uh, rookie quarterback, there might be some offensive issues. They might move the ball and stall a little bit. And then on the other side, you know, on the Pittsburgh side, Chris Boswell has had multiple field goals in four of seven games. Tennessee is allowing three field goals per game overall and 3.5 on the road. So give me some uh, action here at plus money or even money, depending upon where you look on the both kickers to go over one and a half field goals. I like it a lot. I like it a lot, especially because the Titans defense in particular is very good in the red zone, which usually equates to more field goals for the other side. All right. So we're talking to mid-major man, AKA Mad Joseph. So of course we've got to talk a little mid-major action. I would assume that you put JMU in that category, if I'm not mistaken, but James Madison has been one of the best college football teams that I feel like nobody's talking about, Uh, but they have a matchup against Georgia State this weekend. Uh, Matt, what's the play there? Yeah, any chance I get to talk about the the Dukes, I I love it because they are the best because they're making the transition from the FCS is denying them a bowl opportunity or making them putting them in the way back of the line for the bowl opportunity. And in theory, if they were active for it, they would be the New Year's Six representative right now over Tulane and over the Air Force. But unfortunately, that's just not the case. Um, for those not familiar, JMU has the number one rush defense in America. They have their like top 10 in other categories. The funny thing is, if you look in the NCAA stats page, you can't see it because the petty NCAA won't even rank them in anything so you can't even see so i think it's very interesting the people who handicap this this game will look and see i i I can't find james madison number one rush defense in america and they are very good offensively now i i like the over in this situation i think there's a good chance jmu goes 12 and 0 this season this will be the toughest game of their year they're coming off a 30 to 27 win in the royal rivalry over old dominion i'm not concerned about jmu's offense here i think they can put up a solid 30 35 points in this situation um i think their defense could struggle just a little bit with georgia state and you're going down to turner field to play this game it's going to be a sleepy atmosphere georgia state's going to be really excited um i think they're going to put up 20 25 27 points in this one so i like the over between jmu and georgia state i think there's going to be a healthy amount of points this game last year was a 42 40 game in harrisonburg with a lot of the same players on both sides we're talking with Matt Josephs. You know him as Mid-Major Matt. That's how you follow him on Twitter, Sports Handicapper. Oh, I I love that you're on a game where there's not even a line yet. Campbell at North Carolina. So break this down for me. I cannot wait to hear what you have to say. So there is always some situations with regards to the FCS, FBS games that you'll be able to take advantage of either the total or the side. And I think this is a perfect situation, especially if it's in the low 60s. You've got a Carolina team that's lost two straight. They're coming off that 46-42 loss to Georgia Tech. Who knows what Georgia Tech we're getting any sort of uh, week this year. Um, and you look at the kind of the history. There's some coaches who kind of let these FCS games go a little bit in terms of letting their team score a lot, letting their team have some 
fun. And then there's some guys who kind of take these things more seriously. Mac Brown is one of these guys, if you look at the history recently, he enjoys letting his team score. Last year they played Florida A&M. They won 56-24. They beat Wofford 34-14 in 2021, 49-9 in 2020 over Western Carolina. So I think North Carolina is going to score a little bit. Now, we know North Carolina's defense isn't very good this year, or at least they are not very good in terms of uh, FBS competition. You know, 46 to Georgia Tech is a lot. 34 to Appalachian State, that's a lot of points given up. Campbell's got a good quarterback named Haj Malik Williams. Uh, we remember him from the from the pandemic because uh, this team, Campbell, played a couple of FBS teams during the pandemic when we needed uh, college football, and he was really good in those situations. Campbell gives up a lot of points on defense. Their defense is not very good. They have uh, a little bit of pace to them. I'm hoping for a total in the low 60s here uh, for this game. I think this one's an over. UNC has Duke next week, so you know they're going to be focused on that. You know they're going to pull starters on both sides of the ball, and I think Campbell can take advantage of it. This game screams like 52-17, so I'm hoping for a total in the low 60s because I want to hit the over on this one. Sounds good. Uh, You know what else sounds good? College basketball starting in less Mm. than a week. It looks like next week we have college hoops kicking off. And we know you cover the ACC. You go to the media day. So do you have a play for us on a team maybe to look out for in ACC basketball? Yeah, last week was ACC Basketball Media Day, and as part of my job here in in Virginia, I was able to interview a bunch of the players and coaches and things like that and get some, you know, some insider information, not necessarily insider information, but some good information by asking the right questions to these players and coaches. And look, you know, for the ACC championship, and the irony of this is I can't make this bet because we're not allowed to bet on our state schools here in Virginia, a foolish rule if you ask me. Um, I think UVA at uh, plus 700 is is the value to win the ACC. Look, Duke is the most talented team. There's no doubt about that. Uh, North Carolina, I just don't believe necessarily in their roster. Miami has a lot of veterans back, and Coach L is probably one or two in this conference in terms of best coaches. But if he's not the best, I think Tony Bennett's the best. And UVA has so much talent coming in. You know, in the previous years, their offense has been an issue, and they haven't scored enough, and they've relied on their defense. I don't think that's going to be an issue this year with some of the kids that they brought in. The Andrew Rowdy kid from from St. Thomas, who I really liked at St. Thomas, he's going to flourish. Reese Beekman, of course, got his NBA draft information and now is back with the Cavaliers. They play that pack line defense. And here's the better thing. Virginia's going to start out slow because the, the players have to learn the pack line defense and, and, and they got to learn the blocker mover offense. But I think they're going to pick things up come conference time, and I think they're going to be a threat. And I don't usually take favorites when it comes to winning conferences. So UVA at fourth, at 7-1 to one, to win the ACC, I think the value is there for the Cavaliers to be your ACC champion this coming season. Matt, before we let you go, we've got a couple minutes here. I'm curious as someone who really gets into the weeds in college basketball, and you're already starting right now on the show, how much prep have you already done for the upcoming season just getting ready for it? Uh, I think it's good early on. I think there's some value early on in these games where nobody knows anything because the thing is, you know, returning starters, you know, coaches, you know, styles and things like that. So I feel like there's some value in some of these underdogs. Now, you're going to notice in a lot of these early games this first week with the higher up teams playing the lower up teams, there's either going to be close results or the higher up team's going to win by 50. So there is the opportunity for value, but there is also the opportunity to have some of your worst losses for the season. You know, you may take a team who's a 10 
seven-point underdog. They may lose by 30, and that may never happen again the rest of the season because of how much or how little everybody knows about these teams. So just kind of studying the coaches, the players, the returning starters and things like that, early situations. Is there a large game in, in the second game that maybe the team's not paying attention as much in the first game? So just trying to find some angles for this slate that has a lot of poor games but maybe some potential value as well. Hard to believe the college basketball is upon us, but it is here. He is Mid-Major Matt, also known as Matt Joseph. Find him on Twitter at Mid-Major Matt. Matt, we appreciate all the knowledge. Thank you. Thank you. How much have you looked at college basketball, Chelsea? This is how much time I've spent on college basketball thus far. Zero. I have only seen the picture of the Duke player holding like the flaming stick. And you're like, what are we doing here with this picture? Awesome. Uh, So that is the extent of my college basketball knowledge for this season. Yeah, he's like, I just committed. It's time to make the biggest s'more in history. That's what college players do. (laughs) Coming up next here on the show, my Longhorns are hosting Kansas State this weekend in Austin. Will Chris Mack go with the trendy dog or succumb to the peer pressure on this show and lay the points with Texas? College football next to the Daily Tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM with Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. Double D! One time. Welcome back on a Thursday. Great to have you with us as we are live across the country from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. in the East. Chris Mack, our guy from the BetQLU podcast, will be along in just moments. Chelsea, it's already starting. Oh, God. Can I just say, I have a bone to pick with Aaron Hawksworth. And I've known Mm. Aaron for a long time. And I love Aaron. But one thing I don't love is when I'm on the gram and I see her saying, is it too early to start playing all I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. The, we're, we're, yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is too early. Yes, it is. Yes, it <laughs> is. Yes. And then she has this poll and then you swipe and it's, it's oh, a lot of Grinches out there. A lot of no's. I'm like, no. Halloween was two days ago. You, you and Chris. You can't Mack be a Grinch in November. Like, God, it's still Thanksgiving yes. season. What about uh-huh. the Pilgrims? What about the turkeys? Yeah, what, what about the pilgrims? What about the pilgrims, guys? You're skipping right through Thanksgiving? You just blew through Thanksgiving like a stoplight? Like, nah, forget it. I went straight to Christmas. Listen, here's the thing. I will grant you, this is a, this is a, a great song, but you're going to hear it a billion times. Let's not start. Maybe she got her months off. Maybe she's like, hey, it's... It's no, it's uh, December 1st. No, 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 Aaron. It's it's November 1st. 
you got you got to let it breathe a little bit. We can't have Mariah Carey starting now. Here's the thing about seasonal oh. delights. If you start them too early, they lose their charm by the time the actual season rolls around. I've done mm -hmm. this with pumpkin spice lattes where you start having them at the end of August and then by the time it actually gets cold, you're like, oh my God, more pumpkin? Like I can't handle this. So I think that's the problem. If you start all I want for Christmas is you right now, by the mm -hmm. time the calendar turns December, you're going to hate it. And then that's when they actually play it the most on every single radio station. Great use of the phrase seasonal delights, by the way. You should start a company yeah. called Seasonal Delights. Holiday-themed oh. candies, coffees, <laughs> right there for the wintertime. I mean, right up your alley. Are you kidding me? I feel like I should live in Vermont or like Maine. Yes. Doesn't that seem like a place where seasonally seasonal delights yes. step into a world of oh. wonder? And then I'll be working for NPR in like 10 years. And I'll be like, I'm going to mm -hmm. bring in an old friend of mine. Her name is Chelsea Messenger. And we used to work together. But now she is the creator of Seasonal Delights. And, and what a wonderful company this is, Chelsea. I'm telling you, I can see it happening. You know who I want to see right now? Chris Mack. You know him as host of the MacQLU podcast. It drops every Thursday night on the Odyssey YouTube channel, which means new episode coming up tonight also host on 93.7 the fan in pittsburgh chris good morning to you am i please check my curmudgeonness if that's even a word my curmudgeon is now Jenks. you just made it, it a is word. now i just made up a word am i being too curmudgeonly here in hating on yes a good song but it's november man yeah, it's too early. I feel partially responsible for what you found on Aaron's Instagram because I brought this up to her and Joe O yesterday, and it's too early. Like, my kid, yeah. he wants Christmas now. I woke up yesterday morning. There was snow on the ground here in western Pennsylvania. Just enough, just a tiny bit, but enough that it, for kids especially, it was like, oh, I'm still high from last night's candy. Woo! Let's go Christmas. <laughs> and it's it is. It's too early. You're right. I'll, I'll split the difference and say Black Friday in our house. Black Friday, we turn the Christmas music on. We deck. We put the tree up. All that kind of stuff. That's the day to do it. If 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 you want an early pre-December first pass for Mariah Carey mm. and all the Christmas stuff, but November first, it's too much. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Yeah. But it's hard to sell kids on Thanksgiving, on it being, like, really exciting. Because, like, right. Christmas has so much. They have all the brand names. They got Jesus. They got Santa. They got Rudolph. They got Frosty. Like, Jesus. again, little, like. Little five-pound, ten-ounce baby Jesus. Uh, <laughs> like, Thanksgiving right. And Thanksgiving is has like, mashed potatoes. Yeah. I, yeah, I, Thanksgiving is like the Sacramento Kings. And then, you know, Christmas is like the Golden State Warriors in their prime. There's just no matching up of those two. Like, am I wrong here? No, no, you, you make a point, and little five-pound, five-pound, ten-ounce baby Jesus. Yeah, and the whole nativity scene, they've got all the animals and the angels. Like, it's just, it's not a fair fight. 
So Justice, uh, maybe I, there's. <laughs> Go can I just this. say that's the first time that I've ever heard Thanksgiving compared to the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> what? When I think of Thanksgiving, I mean, if you think of the holidays, Thanksgiving is the Sacramento Kings. I know what you're saying no. People just skip over. It's not far off though, because think about it. Everybody knows somebody that's really into the Sacramento Kings, right? That like True. Light the beam, the like, Trista Chris. Light the beam, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Everybody's got somebody on their timeline that you wake up in the morning, you're like, why did they, t- oh, they tweeted light the beam at 1.15 a.m. Great, the Kings won. <laughs> it, it, it's, it, but everybody has that person, so, and everybody has that person in their life who loves Thanksgiving, so that's that's a pretty good analogy. It's a weird one, but I like it. But because Thanksgiving, like it's a good holiday and similar, the Sacramento Kings were good last year. They just didn't have like the brand names that the other teams had. And I just think it's the same deal with Christmas. They don't have the big name free agents that maybe you see across the board. Uh, But that's my two cents on Thanksgiving and Christmas. Let's get your two cents on your plays this weekend. So we know you're the host of the BetQLU podcast, which drops each and every Thursday night on the Odyssey YouTube channel. So let's get into some of these college games. We've got K-State squaring off with Texas. Texas laying four here, total of 50 and a half. We know what side Jenks is hoping uh, comes to fruition. But what about you? How do you see this one playing out? Well, I mean, they they held it together last week without Quinn Ewers, right? Malik Murphy did enough, I guess. Uh, But against BYU and... These new teams added to the Big 12 this year have been a disaster in conference play, right? Like BYU, Cincy, UCF, and Cincinnati, I think have a combined two wins against the established Big 12 teams. Texas and Oklahoma in particular are a perfect 4-0 and so far against the new additions. I don't think there's any reason um, that Texas can't beat Kansas State, but Kansas State is one of those second-tier Big 12 teams. And I don't mean that in a in a pejorative negative way. I mean, there are half a dozen teams in the Big 12 that are right there in the conversation should Texas or Oklahoma slip up down the stretch that could sneak their way into the Big 12 title game and completely ruin things for Texas and or Oklahoma, really. Um, this is, I think, one of those spots where Texas has to be careful. But at home, laying only four... Uh, I think I like the Longhorns here. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be uncomfortable. I, I do yeah. think that that's the case. But um, I, th- I think they end up. I think they end up pulling away late. Oh, I like to hear that, Chris. I'm I'm already stressed about this game. You're, you you put it perfectly. Uh, it is going to be very uncomfortable. Last week it was very comfortable against BYU. BYU stinks. Not this week. Let's move to the SEC. Number 12, Missouri at number two, Georgia. Georgia opened as a 16.5-point favorite. Little money coming on Mizzou. Now it's dogs laying 15.5 with the total set at 54.5. What are you thinking? Upset alert. Upset alert. Upset alert. Yes. Whoa. Missouri's. Don't forget last year. (laughs) Thank you for the siren, Chelsea. (laughs) That's exactly what the upset alert should sound like. (laughs) Woo, woo. Nailed Uh, it. It Beautiful. Don't forget, last year, Missouri put a hell of a scare into Georgia, right? Like, it was down. Now, that's in Columbia. This is is between the hedges. I understand it's a very different animal. But how many times have we watched Georgia drag our gambling hearts through the mud for a half of football 
sometimes an entire game. Like, they are 0-4-1 against the spread when they've got at least a 15-and-a-half-point spread this year. They have not been covering big spreads. They have been struggling in first halves. And Missouri, five wins in seven games against the spread this year. I think they, they, they definitely cover. I think you talk about uncomfortably close. This is going to be one where Georgia, again, is going to have to wake up in the fourth quarter to put Missouri away. But if they're not careful and they don't, put the hammer down when they get an opportunity to in the second half. Yes. Upset alert. Keep an eye out on this is one of those ones where you will get the alert, the upset alert on your phone when this thing gets to about (laughs) seven minutes left in the fourth quarter, like we all do. And you go, Oh man, you know, Missouri down by three in the fourth quarter. Can they pull it off? And you'll flip over if you're not already watching it to CBS to see if they can pull it off. They definitely cover 15 and a half. Ooh, maybe I'll be in line at Kirkland's, you know, shopping for some <laughs> Christmas decor. It says upset alert. I'm like, well, Christmas calls how... That's considered market <laughs> research for starting seasonal delights. I mean, going to Kirkland's <laughs> on a Saturday afternoon. Brought to you by BetMGM. Do you think BetMGM would still like sponsor the show if we just talked about seasonal delights? Be like, listen, we're going to do an Guys. entire three hour show on nothing but seasonal delights. We're going to go to Kirkland's. Scented <laughs> candles. Oh, that's nice. You know what else sounds nice? A game that has a total of 76 and a half points. Are we in store for a great game between Washington and and USC. Do you think we see this many points? There's two great quarterbacks involved. This game is going to be reminiscent of the old scoreboard at the original Comiskey Park where Bill Vec had it outfitted with all the fireworks and spinners and everything. This is the scoreboard will be lighting up and mostly I expect it to be the Huskies scoring. USC's defense is atrocious. Caleb Williams has come crashing back down to earth over the last month or so. Uh, I think this is they got right last week, uh, and this is the perfect opportunity for them to get going into what is a brutal stretch run. Washington's got to hit on all cylinders down the stretch here against Utah. They go to Oregon State. They've got Washington State as well to wrap things up, and I expect they will. Um, they they struggled against Arizona State, but they handled Stanford just fine, and I think they'll handle USC. The spread on this one, what, three, three and a half, depending on where you're finding it. And I think even on the road, that's that's not enough. I I think Washington handles this by a touchdown just because Penix Jr., I expect to to fully go off and reassert himself as the Heisman favorite in this one against that atrocious Trojans defense. We're talking with our good friend Chris Mack, host of the BetQLU podcast. New episode drops every Thursday night, so check it out tonight on the Odyssey YouTube channel. Another game in the SEC, number 14, LSU at number eight, Bama. Tide laying only three. Pretty high total here, 60 and a half. Chris, what's the play? You know, uh, I'd, I'd like to tell you I favor a side on this one, but uh, it's to the point where I don't know what kind of LSU we're going to get. And I've told you guys this throughout the season. It's the year of the quarterback, and the better quarterback in this matchup is still Jaden Daniels. So, I lean LSU, especially getting points, but on the road in Tuscaloosa, this one is kind of up in the air for me. 
I don't think I like that total, though. Like, I I think w- with the defense involved, especially on Alabama's side, we're going to come in under 60 and a half. Um, that would probably be my strongest lean on anything in this game. But I think we're due for a, a good old-fashioned SEC West matchup that leaves us shaking our heads and going, what did we just watch? Um, that's always a distinct possibility with LSU and Bama. So, again, slight LSU lean. Uh, a little bit of an under lean, but I don't have any definitive plays on this one yet. He is the host of the BetQLU podcast. It drops every Thursday on the Odyssey YouTube channel. Check him out as host on 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh. He is an absolute joy to listen to, just like the peppermint candies that Chelsea <laughs> is selling at Seasonal Delights. <laughs> it is Chris Mack. Chris, we appreciate it, buddy. We'll see you guys. All right. Sounds good. Oh, man, Chelsea, I'm telling you, if you need a business idea, if you've got a little entrepreneurial spirit inside of you, this is the time. This is the idea you've been waiting for. Well, I did go to Kirkland's yesterday, but here's the thing. The demographic that we are talking to in the sports betting space doesn't feel like it's like super overlapping with that demographic. Does it not? (laughs) No. Probably not the same people. There's no handshake at all. There's no overlap. Two completely different. The Venn diagram is yeah. Oh, separate categories. That's a great call with the Venn diagram. Exactly. There's no interloping in the middle interaction. So yeah, I guess we got to talk gambling instead of sweet smelling candles coming up for the holiday season. Coming up next year on the show, we are barreling towards the weekend with a chance to make you some money along the way. She's Chelsea Messenger. I am Michael Jenkins. Best bets coming up next on the Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM and Seasonal Delights. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Double D. Yeah. Isn't there a harmonica here? you know me i just hopped on the back of a train with my harmonica clothes in a bag on a stick over my shoulder heading out west i hear there's gold out there today the tip for ql presented by BetMGM. it is great to have you with us on a thursday best bets coming your way in just moments just i have to tell you a little update on this cracked rib that i have so i thought it was getting better and i am slowly but over the past couple days it's been hurting worse and I told the lovely Catherine, I was like, ah, I thought I was on the road to recovery and I felt like I've had a setback. And she's like, well, have you been taking your pain meds? I was like, no, I haven't. She's like, yeah, well, there you go. The doctor gave you a really strong pain medication. You stopped taking it. So you were feeling awesome. And now you're realizing you have a long way to go. And I got to tell you, I got to get back in the gym. My bones are getting softer. I touched my thigh yesterday. I swear my femur was squishy. Uh, I, I got to get back. In the- it, it's a killer when you can't do anything. Like, I can't do anything. 
when you have a cracked rib, you you can't live. You just got to sit around and take it. And now I'm just dwindling away, sitting here, slowly wasting away. I got to do something, even if it's taking a walk. Well, Jenks, you are soft because I see this tweet that you just tweeted referencing mm-hmm. all I want for Christmas is you. And if you say, if you play the first week of November, then say hi to Satan for me. But you didn't yes. tag Aaron. You're a coward because you're definitely not talking ca- about her. Uh, you know what, Chelsea? Well, let me tell you something. <laughs> I will. I will text Aaron and I'll tell it. You know what? I'll say, hey, I need you to call me. And she'll say, is it important? I'm like, yeah, it is. And you know what? I'll say, in fact, let's do it over FaceTime because I want to see your face. When I tell you to your face, you need to shake hands with the devil. I'm not tagging her because I want to tell her face to face. That's what a man does. That's what I'm going to do. Oh, you should just simply say, say hi to Satan for me and don't tell her the reason. See if she can <laughs> That's what it, it is. <laughs> just <Yes>. hang up. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to call her and go, how's Beelzebub? Click. And she'll be like, what the hell is that? Why does that say Michael Jenkins on my phone? I'm like, I'll tell you why. Because you keep playing that song I don't like. Oh, uh, we got a lot of bets to get to, Chelsea. Coming up next on Bet Daily, Paul Charchi. Oh, Charchi's going to be on the show from KFAN in Minnesota and guillotineleagues.com will join the crew. If you missed our conversation with mid-major Matt, Matt Joseph, he's he's got plays in Thursday Night Football tonight. He's got college football plays. He had an ACC future in college basketball. You got to check out the pod, download, and subscribe to The Daily Tip wherever you get your podcast. Chelsea, all right, I got to turn things around. We're going to start with you. Let's bring the people our favorite place of the night. Time to place your bets. All right, Chelsea, you've had a fantastic four-plus weeks now. One loss last night. No biggie. Where are you going tonight? All right, let's go to some prime time props in the NFL. I'm going to go with DeAndre Hopkins of the Tennessee Titans over his receiving prop of 53 and a half. This number's gone up and for good reason. He's coming off a game where he finally got those down the field throws that he's been yearning for all season long because Will Levis is in the game. And clearly, Will Levis likes throwing to DeAndre Hopkins, who had four catches last week, a monster game with 128 receiving yards. So this is a low total for him. At 53 and a half, I think it's totally gettable against the Steelers secondary that number one is missing, Minka Fitzpatrick in this game, and also has been really terrible against number one receivers. We've had massive games from opposing wide receivers against the Steelers secondary. Nico Collins had 168 against the uh Against the Steelers, you had Devontae Adams had 172, Puka Nakua had 154, and just last week, three separate Jaguars receivers had 70-plus receiving yards against the Steelers secondary. So I'll go with DeAndre Hopkins being the security blanket for the rookie, Will Levis. I think he gets a lot of the targets this week. So DeAndre Hopkins over 53-and-a-half receiving yards for minus 120. Good luck, Chelsea. Do you feel that chill in the air? Ooh, that's how ice cold I am. So let's just go ahead and go with a big card and lean into it. I'm going to the ice. Oilers money line minus 125 hosting the Stars. The Stars burned me last night, not hitting the under. So this is a bit of a spite play, but this is also a good spot for Edmonton. They've got Connor McDavid back in the lineup after he was recovering from that upper body injury. And also, this is a back end of a back-to-back For the Stars, it's really tough going from Calgary to Edmonton. That's not an easy road trip. And I also think because of that, 
This is a spot where Jake Ottinger gets a night off between the pipes for Dallas. Good price on the Oilers. I think we see Scott Wedgwood in net, which makes me like this play even more. Edmonton on the money line, minus 125. Ooh, hockey jinx is officially mm. back and we love to I'm see back. it because it's not going to be me. If you need hockey handicapping, oh. it's going to have to be jinx. All right. So how about the third member of our best bets crew? Let's see what the eight ball has to say today. Let us gaze upon the glorious magic eight ball. Shall it fade or tail these noble betters? <laughs> All right, A-Ball, what are we thinking when it comes to our picks? Is D-Hop down there somewhere for Will Levis? Is he going to go over his receiving prop of 53 and a half? A-Ball says, outlook not so good. Hmm. Hmm. Typical A-Ball. All right, so how about Jenks' pick? Uh, Stars in the Oilers. He's taking the Oilers on the money line, minus 125. A-Ball says, my sources say no. My sources say you suck, 8-Ball. I'm tired of your negativity. <laughs> if you want to check out the 8-Ball, you can. In fact, if you want to stream each and every show on the BetQL Network, it is easy. Twitch.tv slash BetQL. Chelsea is modeling it as we speak. She bets. She creates a company called Seasonal Delights and Part-Time Model as well. What else you got, Chelsea? Yeah, another seasonal delight, Deontay Johnson, who seasonally has been great. He's only played in three games so far because he's been hurt, but the targets have gone up, and so has the production. So I'm going to take one of my best to be Deontay Johnson, Steelers receiver, over 56.5 receiving yards. The Titans' defense is at its worst when it's in the middle of the field. The secondary is very gettable. Uh, The red zone defense is very good. But when it comes to the secondary, this is the team that allowed the most passing yards to opposing quarterbacks of any defense in the NFL last season. Then you look at Deontay Johnson. He had 14 targets last week. If there's anybody who seems like he can be dependable for the Steelers, it's going to be Deontay Johnson. Uh, He hit this last game, and the production is steadily going up since his injury. So let's hit the over 56.5 receiving yards for Deontay Johnson. Chelsea, good luck. All right, I got to get through these bad boys. Here we go. Let's start. Canucks, three-way money line, minus 135 at the Sharks. I don't know when the Sharks are going to win a game, but it's not going to happen tonight, and it's not my problem. They're 0-8-1 on the season. The Sharks don't have a single player with more than two goals this season. They are awful on special teams. They have a disadvantage in that, which usually happens when you're facing Thatcher Demko. He's always good. Won his last three starts, racking up a goals against average of 1.92. Vancouver in regulation, minus 135. All right, Thursday night football. Chris is going to like the Steelers' money line, minus 145. Oh, Will Levis. Ooh, he looks so good. He looks so good last week. Yeah, you look good in Nashville against the Falcons. Now you're on the road, prime time against TJ Watt. And Cameron Hayward should be back after having that surgery to attach a muscle to his pubic bone. Is that a part of my handicap? Yes, it is. When you have a muscle reattached to your pubic bone, you come out on fire. Steelers, money line, minus 145. Finally, Titans at the Steelers, under 38 at minus 130. Look, let's be honest, two pretty bad offenses here. Steelers average 16.1 points per game, third worst at all of football. The Titans... 18.9 points per game, 33rd or 23rd, I should say, in the NFL. You talk about game script. If you're the Titans, you want to feed Derrick Henry, take time off the clock, put Will Levis in. 
third and short situations. That plays to the under as well. And also look at the trends here. The under 3-1 and one in Pittsburgh's four home games this season. The under 4-0 in the Titans' four games away from home. I'm on the under 38, minus 130. Let's do your BetQL five-star best bet for insight analysis, trends, five-star best bets, everything you need to be a more informed better, you can download the BetQL app. What does the doctor say after getting his computations from the BetQL mainframe at the Red Roof Inn in Des Moines, Iowa? Beep, boop, beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, boop. Oh, look at this. Bruins minus 115, hosting the lease. Capitals plus money, plus 110, hosting the Isles. Oh, I love it when the doctor goes to the ice. Let's find out what's coming up next on Beck, you and Haley and talk to someone that we haven't talked to in. What's it been? 10? 11 minutes? <laughs> it's Chris Mack. Hello, Chris. Oh, it's been so oh. long, guys. It's great to see your yeah. faces again. <laughs> what's yeah. coming up on the show? We didn't... Well, obviously, Thursday night football. You mentioned Titan Steelers. Lots to talk about there. Not just sides, totals that you just gave out there, but some of the props, which Chelsea started to allude towards, uh, especially receiving props. The return of Cam Hayward is big for the Steelers, but the absence of Minka Fitzpatrick on the back end and Will Levis's second career start. And then out you know, fallout from the trade deadline. Paul Charchian of KFAN in Minnesota going to join us to talk about the Vikings and – the deal for Josh Dobbs, when Justin Jefferson should be back, and what things will look like there. Plus, we'll dip back into uh, Week 10 of college football. Best survivor options for NFL Week 9 in the first hour as well. Plenty of places to go. Oh, and the World Series is over. Uh, not oh. sure if, if if anybody was still paying attention to it, but it's done. It's over with. The Rangers are World Series champs. So maybe a, a little early look ahead at some 2024 futures already. Oh, my gosh. It's already that time. Less than 24 mm -hmm. hours. The body hasn't even been buried. It's still warm, and you're already looking at futures. I love it, Chris. <laughs> when are you going to find the best value, Jenks? Right now. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Today's the day. Today's. Sometimes you just got to <laughs> rip the bandaid off and say, you know what? Now's the time. Chris, we appreciate it. Have a great show, my friend. Thanks, guys. You bet. Hey, that's going to do it for us on this edition of the Daily Tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. She's Chelsea Messenger. I'm Michael Jenkins. Thanks for spending your time with us on this Thursday morning. Good luck on all your bets. And God, no, dear eight pounds, six ounce, baby Jesus, can I please get a win? Because I need one. Good luck to all you guys. We'll see you right back here tomorrow, 6 a.m. in the morning in the East. You've been listening to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app.